0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird.
1: You made it weird. You made
0: it weird. You made it weird. weird. Yes, you did. You
1: made it weird. You made it weird. With Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? If you're hearing this the day it comes out, I'm about to be in West Palm Beach, Florida, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, I'm I'm coming out with the great uh, BJS Brent James Sullivan One of my absolute favorite comedians So please come out to that If you are in the Florida area I suppose the Georgia area South South Carolina is near Florida (laughs) And then uh, San Diego We got a Live You Made It Weird A Live You Made It Weird in Montreal Then we have Houston, Dallas, Toronto And a Live You Made It Weird in Toronto And then all the way out in October We have West Valley City, Utah Coming back to Utah to do uh, Wise Guys. All of those dates are on PeteHolmes.com. Like I said, this weekend is uh, West Palm Beach. Please come out to the improv. San Diego, Montreal, Toronto. You got it, 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 you got it. Uh, <laughs> this is Nate Fernald, the writer for The Pete Holmes Show, a wonderful comedian whose album Glass Matthew, which we discuss, is available on iTunes now. He, uh, we talk about how bad he is at self- self-promotion uh, in that kind of wonderful way. Um, nobody wants to be good at self-promotion, so I thought I'd promote that for him. Uh, enjoy! There's no ad. There is no ad. Go to petehomes.com for all the tour dates, a bunch of live podcasts coming up. Hope to see you at West Palm Beach this uh, this weekend. In the meantime, enjoy. Nate Fernald. Fernald. Get into it.
0: All I know is I get a great joke about your hand injury that I'm just waiting... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> waiting. Or oh, are we recording? Yet? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, hey, what happened in your hand, Pete? Did you heard it? Jerking up? <laughs> you
1: know what's funny? I get that so often. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean to embarrass you. I, I meant like I get that so often. I have a reply to it. I go, I jerk off with my left hand, and then everybody always regrets me because my I have an injury on my right hand. Everyone say, Oh, and then were you jerking out someone else? <laughs> <laughs> This uh where uh, I want to play your mashup. I oh, I've got that's it. such a funny way to start. I've got it too. You do? Yeah. Play it. Play one of your because this um, is. um I never say this is Nate Fernald. This is Nate Fernald. Hi, I'm Nate Fernald, co-host of the
0: WTF podcast. <laughs> Host of WTF podcast. Uh, former co-host of WTF. Were you podcast. booted? No, I left. You left. I left in my own accord. <laughs> Him and the guests were just too rude to me. <laughs> they just never <laughs> they, paid attention to me. They always ignored me, and <laughs> I had enough is enough. Okay, so this is my mashup album. Um, should I just play it in the microphone? Yeah. yeah, play it in the microphone. Okay, so um, I'm a. Most people, or some people might know me as a comedian, but <laughs> my real passion is music, um, and I made a mashup yeah. album, and I'm just going to. It's called Weak Music. And I'm gonna, I'll play. I'll preview a couple tracks off it. So here's one. So for those who don't know, a mashup album is when you take like two songs Every and Every breath
1: you take, and then it's like I'll be watching you.
0: And then you, yeah, you yeah. mash them up and you make a new song with like two classic songs. So yeah. here, so here's one. You know this song?
1: Yeah, sure. But what's gonna happen? Yeah. and now you mailed that to me and i listened to the whole thing and it's just the entire song it's been by bare naked lady yes it's barely a mashup and (laughs) and you really i clicked on it like all right nate it is absolutely a mashup that's barely a mashup
0: i'll play a couple more preview tracks uh do you like the beatles sure well (laughs)
1: <laughs> now,
0: Pete, I know you're a Weezer fan.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, do you like the
0: show Friends? Is that a show you yeah, like? I
1: watched an episode of Friends last night. Friends. <laughs>
0: let's <laughs> do one more, one more track for the cool kids out there. Stop! It's the Pixies. Do you like the Pixies?
1: Oh, I know that song,
0: and you're gonna love this. This is the one song in Fight Club. I know. That's why I know Not it. Not this version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do the uh, Do the Rage Against the Machine one. <laughs> 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 well, it makes you wait for it. They need to look something up as this place. You do? Yeah. What's that? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> So you know it's ha- It's going to happen, and it's. I will tell you this. Why do you have two phones?
0: No, one's a phone, one's an iPod.
1: I have a follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh,
0: this is. Um, uh, well, okay, ask your question because I have to. Wait, that's more. an iPhone. This is an iPhone, and this is an iPod, an iPod Touch. Why do you have two? Because all my music is on the iPod Touch, and this uh, phone has a limited amount of space Uh. and can't hold all of... I, I did four thousand songs of that mashup. There's four,
1: <laughs> You did. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would make me call the cops. <laughs> I I'd will really say worried about you. This
0: tracks you heard, there's ten tracks and that's um volume one of what is going to be a ten volume series.
1: And it's weak music, not not W E A K week is in seven days.
0: Uh, just kind of on a similar note, I made a short film recently. Oh. That i like to promote. It's called Foxmouth. Please. You can watch it at com slash foxmouth. 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 Uh, and I just want to play the audio from the short film just to give people a preview of it so they want to go and watch it. So this is Foxmouth.
1: If you take your dog for a walk and you both use the tree at the corner, <laughs> you <laughs> might as well be a word. Oh. Oh my god
0: so check it out NateFernald.com. oh my god <laughs> slash fox mouth oh it's a my good, god um, we're about to break 300 views on youtube i'm really excited 300 views <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> i'm real excited about it
1: you might as well be walking on the sun what a funny idea yeah.
0: So that's what I've been doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you lonely?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> uh, well, I
1: don't know. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We just met in the in the in the back. Yeah. And I don't even know what's going on. I wanted to play those silly things because I enjoy them so much.
0: Uh, thank you.
1: I think it, it hit me perfectly because I opened the email and, like I already kind of alluded to, I was like, I really thought you legitimately made a mashup album because it's not yes. that unbelievable. I could see you like spinning little things and fading things. Yeah, and being spin my like, fade. Yeah, you're a spin fade kind of guy. But I, I could just imagine it, and I really did. I don't think there could be a better setup to somebody kind of being like, oh, okay, yeah. reluctantly, let's hear it, and then every track maybe I, left.
0: I've been selling it as a real album. Really? <laughs> you know, like, like I, when I tell people about it, I'm, I'm very very earnest about that I just made a mashup album. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked for feedback. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. And uh yeah, and I will say this, I made that a few months ago. It continues to be funny forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's always funny.
1: That I want a 15 more of Foxmouth.
0: I uh if I can, if the if the producers think they can get the funding for it, uh What do you mean? Well, was a short film, you know. There's the whole <laughs> You know, you can't just go out and make it. You got to get produced. Seems involved. like you
1: can make it. No, seems like you take the existing Jeff Foxworthy footage and the existing Smash Mouth footage.
0: Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta hit money though. That's how Hollywood works. Everything's backed by money.
1: <laughs> seems to me like you can do that for free. <laughs> all right, <laughs> unless I'll you try. count the man hours. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a Kickstarter. <laughs> I'll, you should have a preposterously high Kickstarter. I'll for fire
0: that. all my editors. <laughs>
1: You have a team of editors?
0: You got a team of them. There's a morning guy, there's a night guy. Oh,
1: because it's 24-hour editing <laughs> yeah. to make fox mouth. Yes. I thought it was going to be a fox catcher thing. No. But then I was so ple- pleasantly surprised. <laughs> pleasant. Please. Please. The word please. Pleas. Mm-hmm. Pleasant. Yeah. Pleasantly. Not pleasantly. You got it. No, I know I got it, but why? <laughs> why is it that way?
0: Well, first, let's rewind a little. bit. What happened to your hands?
1: You know... You didn't hurt it jerking off? I didn't off jerk. You no, know, then... I, I jerk it with the left, as we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> which hand do you jerk off with? Uh, left. To... When's the last time you jerked it? Uh, or you just didn't know which what hand that was? Yeah, you I... just did the L thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, left hand. Frequent? Um, as much as I can. <laughs> 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 Whatever the
1: day allows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a lady friend. Yes. Yeah. Do you find yourself see when I'm single, like the jerk off policy is complete? It's so liberal. I I'll, and then when I have a lady, I'm kind of like she might want this functioning.
0: Um, <laughs> when she goes out of town, mm-hmm. I turn into a monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, <laughs>
0: like, it's complete to the pandemonium. Point, like d- not because I want to, because I'm like. You can. We, we live together, and it's like, yeah. all of a sudden you have this freedom where it's like, yep. I, can, I can jerk off whenever I want on whatever I want. And that's it's right, like, that's right. And I just, I go out of, control. like, I don't even want to, and I'm just like, well, I guess I could, no one's home. That just happened to and me. <laughs> I just, live with my girlfriend,
1: too, and yeah. we had sex that morning. So I wasn't even. It wasn't about horniness. Yeah, it's it's about liberty. That's a big thing for me. Is and like it's, you want to feel like you're in charge. And of I hate because
0: it, you it never you never feel good
1: afterwards. No, and you know when you're getting an orgasm and it, you can tell it's like a low grade <laughs> orgasm and you're like I humiliated myself <laughs> for this.
0: How about to give yourself a C minus. <laughs>
1: It's like a sneeze. Some sneezes are fantastic. Yeah. Some ear cleanings are fantastic. Um, Sometimes you put a Q-tip in there and you're like You know I get they it.
0: they say that uh, sneezes are actually considered tiny orgasms. Is that right? Yeah. And I don't like that cuz uh, that means my cat gives my girlfriend more orgasms than I do.
1: <laughs> this is the first draft of Cause Lion King.
0: Cuz she's allergic to cats. I get it. And she fucks cats.
1: There we go. <laughs> Those are the
0: tags. Both of them. (laughs) I think I'm going to end up doing my whole set.
1: (laughs) Very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, uh, I've never, I've never. We talked a lot about jerking off on this podcast, but I've never talked about the quality of the orgasm and when you realize it wasn't worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you were hoping for one thing. I find when I jerk it to my mind, it's way better than jerking it to some sort of pornographic material. Yeah, you find that.
0: Um, I don't even try.
1: You don't even try with your even, mind.
0: You well, know when I'm like just home by myself and just like I have to do this now. I just like I don't even like it's more of like a speed speed thing. Like a, you know,
1: wait, you just want to get it over. I just with. want to get it over with. So does that mean you do use pornography or you don't? I do. You do because you just want it to be as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want the in and out
0: version. I need to get back to my day. Yeah. Before I inevitably do this three more times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll disrupt, like, if you're writing something or working on something yeah. alone, Roger Hales, a uh, very funny guy, had a very funny bit about he's his own boss and he has a very lenient masturbation <laughs> policy, which is really funny. And I
0: also convinced myself, I'm like, well, then I'll be more relaxed and I can, like, write better. And it's like, no. I don't mean, think it's true. I yeah. think
1: we're so much funnier, like, facing into the wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the idea of, like, scratching every itch, like, you should be, like, a little bit hungry, a little bit hungover is good. You're not a big drinker, right? Right. But like if if you have some if you're off in some way. Yeah. Not that you've you've been hung over. No, really. Really never? Yeah. No. Never been drunk enough to get hung over? No. Have you ever been uh, drunk? And I'm not saying this like a no, kid leaning on a, uh, on a brick wall no, with I've a never, torn I've, leather jacket. I've
0: never really had more... Hey, Fernald.
1: <laughs> Sorry. You want to get wasted? Yeah. Don't you want to get wasted like the cool kids? <laughs> My mom says it's bad. <laughs> We pan over. She's right there.
0: <laughs> and she calls me a pussy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're just, it seems very natural for a fellow like you to, to not drink. And what I mean is, you, it doesn't seem like, you ever meet somebody and they start smoking and you're like, you don't look like a smoker. Yeah. You don't feel like a drinker. Like, you're silly. You go to parties and dance and socialize. Yeah. Like, you, you're you're one of those guys that doesn't have the hook in them.
0: Yeah, I'm the, I will be the best dancer wherever I go, s- sober. <laughs> Uh, and that's it's funny that. because
1: I come from the tr- the church tradition where I'm like that's the lamest see, when you say it from a pure place of silliness, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of, of purity just being like, what is your hang up? Like why do you care what people think? Let's just have fun. Yeah. Why do you need this liquid excuse to have fun? I feel I, I feel there's like a Mormon element to that. And you're not doing it in that way. Yeah, no. But that dings my religion bell. Yeah,
0: I um and it's interesting because I've never really been drunk like not that I'm like actively trying not to or anything it's just like I don't know I've never been like yeah I guess I'll do that more It's it's mostly like a, a money thing where it's like a drink <laughs> costs
1: eight eight dollars <laughs> like that is insane um, you've never been at a party where the drinks were free like what? a house party <laughs> <laughs> there's parties where drinks are free I appreciate <laughs> what are parties <laughs> you've been to Joe DeRosa's house <laughs> he has a little bar uh, that's true you can you can help yourself to that yeah like like Mad Men, uh, so I do think that's interesting, but it just shows to me how little it makes sense to you. Because like, like somebody like me, that's like, ooh, yeah. alcohol is a cool thing. Like you know, it's worth eight dollars, or you'll find a way to get yeah. it for free.
0: Like I've never said I'm never going to drink. Like like I was like, yeah, I'll drink sometime, but yeah, it, it just hasn't happened yet. So what is your drinking experience? Zero, pretty much zero. Like I've had like sips of things to taste them. And they, I never like how they taste, and it yeah. pretty much stops at that.
1: But so you've never felt it. You've right. never felt like that slippery sort of inebriation, no. early inebriation, no mild inebriation, a buzz.
0: But I have taken NyQuil, which I, from what I understand, there's a lot of alcohol in there. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I love it. <laughs> you love NyQuil? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the first like. So do you I, love Nyquil? I think I do. Yeah. You're a syrup guy. I don't do it often. Okay. I actually, I, I don't like taking medicine. Really. Like, with, I, yeah, I, sure. I try to avoid medicine as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I don't like just in general. Like, I'm scared of it. Like, I'm scared of like.
1: It is a strange idea.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm scared of most drugs. Like, putting a thing into you that like does a thing. Does a thing that that just scares the shit out of me so much.
1: I'm I'm interested in unpacking that because I yeah. completely understand. I took an Ambien recently because i uh flew to florida mm-hmm. i just got back from florida actually yesterday and the time difference yeah. and i wanted to kind of like adjust i was also just incredibly bored mm-hmm. so i took uh like the smallest dose of ambient that i just happened to have in my bag and i was like this will be great and then the next day i, was, I just felt fucked yeah and the whole day i was like what the fuck is wrong with me that
0: was me when i took a um what do you the motion sickness pills oh yeah uh, i took one of those ones and it just destroyed me for like Forty-eight hours afterwards. What is that called? That's going to bother. Me. Uh,
1: Dramamine. Dramamine, which sounds like a cough medicine. Yeah, Dramamine. So the first which sounds like you would like it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the first time I ever took um, it was Tylenol PM. Actually, uh, I went to visit my girlfriend's family, uh, and they live in Salt Lake City, Ooh. which is the first time I ever went to meet them. And there's a really high elevation there. Yep. And some people are prone to elevation sickness, and of course I am. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know I was gonna be, but I went there, and all of a sudden, like it's basically like a form of dehydration, like just being like it. Just I was just there, yeah. man,
1: and I actually felt it.
0: It's yeah. It's I felt like, it in Denver. How too? long
1: were you there for? I was only there. Uh, well, I was in Denver, and then I went to Salt Lake, so I was in okay. two. High elevation places for two nights. Okay. And I felt it a little bit.
0: Because I'm usually fine for, like, the first 24 hours I'm there, but then that's when it, like, starts to hit me. I
1: hear that. But talk about taking something into your body that's doing something. Yeah. That's what kind of frucked me out. I'm having – I smoked pot last night, so (laughs) I'm having this kind of weird. (laughs) That kind of freaked me out about, like, when I was in Denver. I was like, (gasps) I'm not getting enough of it. Like, I Mm. felt this sort of, like, shallowness to my breath. And and that's kind of, like – trippy in the same way that you put a Tylenol PM and it does this thing. You take air in and it does a thing or you take food and it does a thing. The whole system is very strange if you look at
0: it. So the first time I went there, uh, you think
1: would just be good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Everything should be good. <laughs> I just mean, I think you should be like a Pac-Man that doesn't even need pellets. Like, yeah. Why is the system rigged that you need to like keep doing something I know. to su- survive? Because we all
0: have weird genes and everything's all messed up.
1: Yeah. The whole system's fucked. Yeah. When that first amoeba, like that single cell thing, turned into a double cell thing or whatever, you know, evolution... <laughs>
0: I don't believe in it, but I've heard
1: it. <laughs> ah, you know they don't know Nate. Uh, You've said you don't drink. You, your girlfriend's <laughs> from Salt Lake City. I know, and you love to dance better than I, drunk people.
0: I know. It's uh, I am a Christian boy. <laughs> No you're not. I'm like 90%.
1: You're not. Are you? No, well, I'm you not. are in your behavior. In my behavior, yes. You are what a uh, 21-year-old Pete would consider like a very very good Christian. You know what I mean? Like I have no concern for your beliefs or your in- inner world, but you're killing it for Christ. I is
0: none of my friends are ever worried about me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. So you th- and Matt McCarthy, even though Matt McCarthy, you know, smokes a lot of dope and stuff, uh like I think, uh he used to. Um, you're like a pizza and soda kind of guy, and I love that. There's something very comforting uh, about a guy that's like, Give me some Cap and Crunch and some you know I actually
0: this is a this is a common misconception about me. I actually eat pretty healthy.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Oh. I do
0: eat a lot of pizza. I, drink, I I, ju- I was basing soda.
1: that only on the fact that I know you love pizza. I do love pizza, and so that's, keep Captain Crunch that's out. Of. My,
0: but I do eat Captain Crunch, like not every day. I understand. Like once every few months, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna be a bad boy today. <sighs> time for and the then, crunch, yeah, yeah, Let the captain in. <laughs> let
1: the captain. That in. should be their whole adult <laughs> campaign. Like kind of like Captain Morgan. It's like let your captain out. Yeah. It's like let the captain in.
0: You've got that Captain Crunch connection. I, I really, do. Yeah. I
1: remember on the show. Well, Nate wrote on the show, and they sent. They sent us a case of Cap and Grunge, yeah, which I didn't touch.
0: I touched a lot of it. I know. I put I, I get, it right back in the box. but I touched every piece. I never
1: felt more like a, a boss. Literally, not like a Kelsey Grammer, like bo- <laughs> or like the way people say that. I just meant I felt like an employer when I took the box of food that I wouldn't eat and gave it to the writers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my favorite part of any job: is getting <laughs> food, food that people got for free, yes. that they don't need or want. <laughs> I live for that. Like, That's I good. I used to work for a literary agent, and he, around the holidays, like, uh, every one of his clients would, like, send him, like... Candies and fruit baskets and like <laughs> loafs and and like
1: and you'd get them. I
0: get all of them, dude. I would that's clean so up. good. You so. should
1: come around my house around Christmas because I because I'm a vegan. I get a lot of gift baskets. Yeah. I Not that sounds like such a brag. I'll get one or two gift baskets mm-hmm. from things I worked on or fancy people I know, and I'm like, that's so sweet. But I can't eat ninety nine nine percent of it. Yeah. So you come on by. I'll do it. That's the season. I'll fly out here. It is the season. Do it. He's the reason for the season. Now talk about how you're not you're or you know yes. you're not. You act like a Christian. Where were you?
0: Okay. Oh, well, so the first time I ever took time LPM. p.m. Mm. So I basically, I was in Salt Lake City visiting my girlfriend's family, and uh, we I started feeling kind of sick, and I went to sleep, and then I woke up, and I was really like, oh, my phone just buzzed. I'm sorry. I should have turned that off. It is still, this is new to me, I don't know.
1: Yeah, you used to have a real shit phone, I remember uh, that.
0: Up until, like, a week ago, I don't know even know how to... And uh, why didn't you a...
1: splurge for the bigger storage the so you could have one fewer thing? Because that was the free version. Here, give me your phone. Okay,
0: yeah. Turn it... Turn it off. I'll just make it so it
1: doesn't <laughs> ring. Okay. It depends on which software... This is a nice phone. You just hit that. Boom. Oh, a moon? turn that off and that off. Oh, that's what the moon does? <laughs> that's what the moon is. I thought it was like... An... Night mode.
0: I guess that makes sense night mode.
1: Yeah, most people I, my okay. phone is on do not disturb constantly. Uh-huh. It's the best. It means I, it means your phone well, won't
0: vibrate. Did you see I put this case on my phone because I needed a flip. I needed oh. it didn't feel right a flip phone for so long. Yeah. It didn't feel right answering a phone without opening it but first. Phone, so I, I got that. a case that makes it act like a flip
1: phone. But now the irony is when you close a flip flip phone the good thing about that is you're like it's done it's, it's done. It's, it's no longer active but now Plus you could I just be it, covering the and screen and I still see
0: light coming out from <laughs> And who knows
1: what the phone's doing? Yeah. It's ordering pizza. It's I know. Signing up it's, for the military. It's stressful.
0: I don't want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so go on, Dramamine. mean, so I took the Tylenol.
0: So my girlfriend's mom gave me some Tylenol PM because, like, I was like, I was all feverish and crazy and like feeling horrible. Yep. I took it, and I'd never taken it before. And also, if you don't drink, I guess that stuff hits you even harder. So, oh yeah,
1: it's like and, it's in the liver family. Yeah. So it's like used to like big drunkard livers. Yeah. So it's like let's go in hard.
0: So I took it. And all of a sudden, I felt my body just shutting down, but, like, my brain was still functioning, and I was convinced that I was dying. I was like, oh, God, this thing's turning all my organs off, and I'm going to die. Wow. And I was also, like, hallucinating because I had a fever, and I just started crying uncontrollably. (laughs) And that was the first time I met my girlfriend's parents. Ah!
1: (laughs) It's like, it was... You know, it's funny, I've heard of things like that before. We usually, and I'm not saying this to sl- slight you, mm-hmm. in young people that take Sudafed for the first time will yeah. have, like, an extreme emotional reaction. Yeah, like, it, it freaks them out.
0: It was terrible. But now, uh, every now and then, like, once every few months, I don't sleep very well, and, like, every few months I'll be like... In general? I, yeah. I'm like, I need... Then
1: what the fuck is all this about?
0: I don't even know, Like, man. you don't
1: drink, you eat healthy, no, I, and you're like, I can't sleep. I think it's
0: all going to come to a head soon, and I'm just going to, like just turn into a monster pretty soon <laughs> just just do everything i hope not um and maybe i hope so
1: i don't know which, which, which would be funnier there is
0: a line of about 50 people who are like hey man the first time you decide to party let me know
1: i'll Re- hook you up really yeah based on what you just told me Never do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I like the fact that like, like if you ate pot, you'd jump out a window. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like your brain doesn't like not being in control. Like I'm
0: basically gearing myself up. Be like someday I'll do like half a glass of wine. But yeah, uh,
1: I could see you being like a dad that when the kids are in bed, you enjoy <laughs> like just a pinch of white zinfandel. <laughs> just,
0: just a pinch. I just smell it and put it back in the <laughs> in the wine. <laughs> Cooler.
1: Uh, I'm. I'm so happy you don't need it. What. A, what a nice change of pace for the people that are normally. Uh, on But.
0: Yeah. But every now and then I, I'll be like I need to just sleep tonight. Like I will take some Nyquil or Tylenol PM and just sleep for like nine hours. Oh,
1: now you love Tylenol PM.
0: I don't do it often. Like, now I, that like, you got over the. Yeah,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a heaviness to the sleep.
0: Like now that I know what's going to happen, like yeah. now that I'm ready for it, like because at first I thought it was just. Tylenol that would just help me go to sleep. I didn't know I would like feel anything from it, but I just I it was just a weird Oh, I see. feeling. Yeah. And, I and thought, of course
1: you would. Now you know after the fact. But yeah. like it kind of just seems like why why wouldn't I just fall asleep but instead you're kind of getting the sensation.
0: And then like the next time I I had to take like NyQuil or something cuz I was just really sick and I and it was feeling pretty good and I just like said to my girlfriend I was like is this what drunk is like? Because I love this. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's also, I would... (laughs) I was, like, sick for, like, four days, and it was – so it was, like, a relief on top of it.
1: Well, you see, like, even being sick is similar to being drunk or being high or something. Like, it's just kind of – you know what an altered state feels like. It's not like you're completely in the dark. So when you said that, you were probably in the ballpark of drunk, although that seems more like a downer to me. Like, it's almost like you enjoy – I don't want to – like, playing a game (laughs) called Find the Right Substance Abuse for Nate. No, find it. (laughs) But it just seems like you like to relax. So, yeah, I would say you might enjoy – Wine or something yeah. like that.
0: Um, I,
1: uh, but obviously you certainly don't need it. Yeah. Why would I say that?
0: Uh, <laughs> what the viewer listeners can't see is Peach is pushing a glass towards me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drink the fucking wine. <laughs> it's my bloodshed. Okay, it's my bloodshed for you. Yeah. <laughs> so where were you? Oh, I had a question. Yeah, you cried. What did your girlfriend's parents think of that?
0: I think they just felt bad because this this was like I was going on like three days of being sick and like eh. and they, I guess they they live there so they are familiar with people getting elevation sickness and they like right. know that it's a bummer.
1: So if you uh, and I, I, I can kind of hypothesize some of your answers. A lot of people use drugs or alcohol. Like I told you, I smoked. Wa- uh, I smoked what? What? Peed. Weed, pot, what? I don't know weed. what are you. Are you having a stroke? No, break? no, no. I'm swapping watt or peed, weed or pot. Flopping the p and the w. I still have I'm having no a stroke. What you I saying. said watt instead of pot. Oh, that's okay. all that happened. Oh, all right. God, name. I never felt more judged by your crystal clear Jehovah's Witness. You're a witness fucking idiot. Pete. You're a stupid idiot, and you do bad things. But I smoke marijuana cigarette. Uh, yesterday, because I had been traveling a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I really just want to kind of call it a day, yeah. early in the day, and then the rest of the day, you're just kind of like, being silly and watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. 2, uh, Revenge of the Us, Secret of the Us, Secret of, thank you. Yeah. Secret of the Us. So that was, that was like a fun time, and I really enjoyed that. So what is it that you do, and maybe the answer is just dance? Uh,
0: this is gonna sound like the lamest thing in the world.
1: I'm just wondering, but, uh, Everybody needs time to like, shut their brain. Oh, I ha- I have my thing. Yeah. But I
0: feel like before I say it, I need a puka shell necklace and some dreadlocks. <laughs> I
1: like where this is going. Because
0: Pete, music is my drug. <laughs>
1: is it really?
0: Yeah. No way! Oh, I, well, I'm like, in in a bad way, too. Like, I'm addicted to, like, buying new music and stuff like that. Like, I, it's, like it's a, it's a real problem. I wonder what
1: that is about your brain. Because I, I actually, I have a very different... I want to hear all about yours, and then I'll tell you how I'm different. Go on.
0: Because, well, I'll, like... If I'm, like, super stressed out or something, I can just, like, put on headphones and just lie down and then, like... fine (laughs) like like if if i got the right tune
1: what it's been (laughs) 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 and that doesn't like uh some of the things that bother me about music it doesn't like stick in your brain or like stay with you you kind of like put it on and you don't mind
0: yeah no letting
1: in all these i like it foreign melodies i listen
0: to music probably an average of like four hours a day
1: four hours a day yeah just listening to jams yeah and doing nothing
0: else Sometimes I'll do other things like you know like I'll listen while I read um, in my car uh, while I like clean the house like, yeah whatever, like you know just but, hanging around.
1: And what are we listening to?
0: Oh man, all sorts of stuff. I, I know get, we both like the national. Yep, we like the national. Uh, I get, I got fourteen hundred CDs, Pete. So
1: I'm that's I get a why lot. you have the iPod.
0: Yes, because you're super into music. Yeah, I have like a ton of of stuff. Like it can't even. It all can't even fit on this. Like, and
1: wh- like, what did you listen to today?
0: Uh, today, on the way here, I listened to a new CD, c- it was an older CD called Kleenex Girl Wonder, mm. which is really, really good. Kind of guided by voicey, sort of. It's uh, I don't really
1: know Guided by Voicey. Uh, guided by Voices, is a band. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: kind of like lo fi pop music. There's all short songs, there's like 27 of them on one album, hmm. and it's all about a-, a girl that broke up with him.
1: And when you're listening, are you, you're actively listening? Like are you yeah. are you having thoughts like, Oh, we're at the bridge now, or are you just kinda like letting it wash over you?
0: Um, kind of kind of both.
1: Little of both. Yeah. You right. have some musical awareness where you're like kind of, Oh, I like that they did that instead of that.
0: Yeah. Like I'll have some stuff that I'll just put on to just like put like put on and then stuff I'll, you know, get deeper into.
1: Right. So And what's your fave? I'm sure people ask.
0: Of all time. Ooh, that's hard. probably the first two Weezer albums. Really? Are the yeah. That's that's the pinnacle for me.
1: Which uh the blue album is that one of the first blue ones? album album and Pinkerton. and Pinkerton, yeah. Yeah. I, I came to a lot of music late in life. I, I only yeah. had one I had a Paul Abdul tape and I had never mind. <laughs> that that was all I listened to until I was like eighteen.
0: I was like when you said Paul Abdul, I was like, Oh, is it cause you're a Christian you weren't allowed to Rock no. music, but then he said, never mind. No, no, I listened to
1: Nevermind. Oh, wow. And my brother was next door, you know, the bedroom next door. Mm-hmm. This is a different unit. <laughs> and he was listening to, like, Public Enemy and Rage Against the Machine. He he loved, like, hip-hop and, like, yeah. kind of dangerous things or, you know, dangerous, like, to the establishment.
0: Well, my my brother was, like, big into music and, like, you know, and, and actually he introduced me to a lot of stuff. Like, you know how a lot of music nerds or whatever, like, usually in high school or college, like, the kind of doors open up to, like, the world of, like, indie rock or whatever, and sure. just, like, the non-commercial music, he kind of turned me on to that kind of stuff when I was, like, 12 years old or something, so it's was, like, hmm. so I kind of, I got in... Right when
1: your brain was, like, soaking up everything, yeah, so you I, learned about music.
0: I got in kind of, like, early on it, and it's, uh, like, yeah, so it's just been building for a long time.
1: I really love Weezer, too. Does that, do either of those have Across the Sea? That's one way. Yeah, that's songs. Pinkerton. Yeah. That's
0: maybe my all time favorite song.
1: I can't believe I picked it. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great song. Yeah. Great it's song.
0: Both those albums are two of the most perfect pieces of music ever made. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: actually made an alternate history for, I have a lot of deep uh, feelings about Weezer. Tell me them. Uh, <laughs> everything after Pinkerton is the biggest disappointment in the world to me.
1: Yeah, uh, some of their newer, I mean, I guess it's pretty much after I, the first two, is that what yeah, you're
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. So I have an, I, and I I like the new one. They just put out a new one, oh. like, last year, and I like it. I think it's the best one they've done since Pinkerton. So I made an alternate history for Weezer, where they, after Pinkerton, they put out a third album, which I, I have on my iPod, which is a compilation of all the best
1: uh, songs from all those other ones
0: from the first no from the first two albums like all the unreleased oh. like the B sides from Blue album and Pinkerton okay and I, I curated it perfectly it's a perfect forty one minute album and uh, I made cover art for it and everything they released that album then they broke up for like fifteen years and then they just got back together and released this new one. Wow. That's what I've told myself.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> they put out too many?
0: They put out a lot. There's like eight albums in there or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even like Hashpipe or Photograph <clears throat> um, or Island in the Sun.
0: I don't like Hashpipe. Photograph and Island in the Sun I can listen to and yeah. be like, okay, this is technically music. Well, that's that whole album. <laughs> that whole album is literally it's technically music. Is what like... He, do you know the story behind Green Album? No, hit it. So Pinkerton, he, like, put his whole, like, like emotions and everything into it and really, like, put himself out there, and then it was, like, panned, and it didn't really sell well.
1: Pinkerton didn't yeah. sell
0: well? Yeah, It Like, it got really popular years later. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of flopped, and then he was like, oh, man, I tried so hard and no one liked it, and then he went to college and tried to develop a formula for music, And he stopped writing personal lyrics, and that's what the Green album was. And if you listen, if you look at the track list, every song is almost the exact same length long. Mm. He, like, studied popular pop songs and, like, broke them down into a formula. And, like, and that's why all the guitar solos on that album are just the verse but played on a guitar, and there's no, like, actual soloing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh... And it and it's this like, is making my dick so yeah and it's like finally like you can listen to it and be like okay this is pleasant but then it did great and became really popular so it was, did yeah green album did really well so he was like okay I guess that's what I'm supposed to do then so he just kept doing that I'm embarrassed that I like any of them it's fine like it's not a bad
1: album I, I, I like, just because of the math of it yeah I feel like he have cracked the code uh, I guess they crack all sorts of codes they figure out the ice cream flavors that we like yeah the fake smoke on burgers I'm, and stuff I'm
0: obsessed with River's Coma like I I, I I read the Pinkerton Diaries. Is that his book? It's his book. And it's like it's basically all his like journal entries and like letters that he wrote to his family between Blue Elm and Pinkerton. Mm. And it's like you really get in his head. And uh I read really like every interview with him. I'm I'm fascinated by him. Why? Because I think he is one of the I think he's one of the greatest songwriters of all time, all of history. Mm. Uh but that he chooses not to be for like he Leno did. 80% it. of his career. Yeah.
1: He Leno did. Yeah. Everybody agreed that Leno was the best stand-up. And then, as as this is, I'm representing Kimmel right mm. now. I don't really have strong feelings about it. And that's true. I'm not being political. I don't really care.
0: Yo, you rep Kimmel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he said uh, he was a master chef that opened a Mer- uh, McDonald's.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, that's and exactly. And that's what you feel about yeah.
1: Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. So, why is he an interesting fellow? You think because he thinks he's a great guy and he and he kind of decided not to
0: I, be. I think he's a genius. Yeah. who like basically used his smarts in the wrong way. Well, at first he used For it evil. the right way, but then he used it in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh but like he was always basically justified by the public like for the most part, because, like, Pinkerton didn't sell well, right. but then all
1: the albums after Pinkerton did really well,
0: and, mm. like, so...
1: I didn't know that. I always thought everyone, like, even, like, the the mass of the country, yeah. like, agreed that the first two were the best ones.
0: They they do, but, like, basically, at the time... Even like, by sales, though. Yeah. Uh Pinkerton now is probably caught up, and, like... Oh, I see. But it's, like, because like, retroactively it got really popular, but, like, at the time it came out... Uh, it got, like, no radio play. Like, a few songs got played a little bit, but it just, like, it it kind of tanked. Like, a lot of publications gave it bad reviews, which they mm. have since gone back and changed to give it, like, five-star reviews, like, <laughs> years later. Really? Yeah.
1: That's yeah. funny.
0: Rolling Stone gave it, like, I think maybe, like, three stars or something. It's not, like, a terrible rating, but yeah. just, like, eh, it's fine. And, like, now they've gone back and changed it to five stars and are, like, just kidding. It's great. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: That's like when they gave, uh, they reviewed Steve Martin and they shit on his albums real hard. Then like a year later, he had the cover of the magazine sort of thing, you know? Hmm. Like, and I think, I don't know if they changed the ratings, but I do kind of love those stories when you have to go back and change it. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting question. Your your comedy isn't necessarily aggressively personal.
0: It's the exact opposite of that.
1: So you're kind, of, you're not really pinkertoning your comedy. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you don't really care if comedy is Pinkerton. you just like your music to be Pinkerton, right, yeah, it is that very, true.
0: It's very strange, like the stuff I like about comedy and music are almost very different,
1: and what is that? You like, like comedy to be silly?
0: I like comedy to be as dumb as it can be <laughs> 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 like I will say, I, I love Borat. I think it's a great movie. Y'all Like Shrek? Y'all Like Shrek. <laughs> Tell people about Y'all Like Shrek. Y'all Like Shrek was... <laughs> and then we'll talk about Borat. Probably the best bit that I pitched the entire <laughs> 80 episodes of the Pete Holmes show. And I pitched it at least once a week. <laughs> at sure least. Did. And it was turned down every single time. I felt
1: like at the end I was like, okay, we you can do it.
0: started to come around to it a little bit. <laughs> And then when you started to come around to it, Nick Bernstein kind of was maybe like I might have brainwashed enough to think he was coming around to it. Uh, so the bit was you would be interviewing someone. I recommended that we, it be during the Ray Romano interview because that was one of the bigger interviews. Yeah. And then It's the, funnier the bigger it is. Yeah. Then the middle of the interview, I come out on, on stage and go, hey, guys, this is, uh, this is great. This is all great stuff you're talking about. It's a really good interview. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, real quick question, though y'all like Shrek? And then you guys would be like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. i go... Cool. Bye, and then leave the stage,
1: <laughs> and that would be a recurring thing. Uh, theoretically, yes. it's almost like you know it won't be that it won't be that funny the first time, <laughs> yeah. and that's see, I, I sometimes think of myself like a, I'm very practical, you know, in yeah. some ta- in some terms, and I'm like a comedy Republican, and I'm like that is funny, but it was funny <laughs> like because you did it around the office so much that it built up in us, and we kind of like got this Pavlovian sort of like oh he's doing y'all like Shrek, and like if you did on the show, I think people would laugh. But they'd laugh. Yeah, they
0: would not get it at all. At they'd laugh
1: the 15th time you did it. Yes. Yeah. They'd be like, and then one time you wouldn't ask. It's the long con. <laughs> it's the long con. It's the Letterman formula.
0: And then I would say, because, like, you know, the show is, you know, trying to, like, break up the f- standard late night talk show formula. Yeah. So whenever people would talk about that, it'd be like, oh, but you don't want to do Y'all Like Shrek? <laughs> get, <laughs> get real mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I you know, I, maybe, I, maybe I regret that we didn't do y'all like Shrek.
0: I emailed Nick Bernstein and asked if James Corden <laughs> wants y'all like Shrek.
1: That's so funny. What did he say?
0: <laughs> One step at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you like silly? You were talking about Borat is your favorite yeah. favorite movie? Uh,
0: not my favorite movie, but I, I I own it on DVD and I think it's great and I think it's hilarious. But what I think is even more funny is just saying, just quoting Borat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was really funny when Borat said, my wife.
1: But <laughs> when you or I say my wife, it's just 10 times funnier. And you or I uh, are definitely in the camp. There's a couple others. Yeah. I think Comedy Bang Bang, they do it too. Every time someone says my wife, you have to say my wife. <laughs> and then you would take it to my knife. <laughs>
0: my knife. <laughs> uh, I just had a bit, me and my friend used to do, where it would just be like, uh, what was it like? Hey, how did, how, how did, hey, uh, pretend I'm Borat and ask me ask me how I how I rode to the store today.
1: How do you ride to the store today? My bag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so much the movie, although you love the movie. I love the movie. It's the overplayed It's like something yeah. gets soaked up by the subculture or by culture. Yeah. And then you think it's funny to do it on purpose badly.
0: My favorite funny thing is just one thing that's not funny happening forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do a 15-minute set that is three jokes with about 20 different punchlines. Really? Repeat <laughs> over oh, and over for Is it pizza? Uh,
1: wait, what's pizza? I love pizza. We should tell... Do pizza. Which pizza? Pizza. Team Submarine Pizza. Oh. That's a good example that is of what a, you think is funny. That is a good and example. And I love that bit. Yeah. And I tried to get you to do it on the show.
0: Uh, yeah. I think it just, like, got lost in the... I think it... Could have happened, but I think it just got like that
1: has a lot to do. That was a lot of my experience on the shows. I'd be like, "Yes," and then yeah. like I wouldn't hear about it. And then often people would be like, "You squashed it," and I'm like, "I never heard of it again." And
0: I'm also for like I didn't think anyone squashed it. Like, yeah, professionally, I'm very bad at it. Like, I like when you were like, "Oh, we should do that on the show." A person who's like good at having a career would be like, cool, let's make this happen. I'd be like, all right, let me just sit back and wait till someone else <laughs> comes to ask me to sign papers or
1: something. Like, I would have taken out my phone and emailed Nick right then and said, yeah, you know, he says, let's do pizza. I'm
0: the opposite of that because I'm always afraid of why bothered, I'm always afraid of bothering someone. We'll get
1: into your family. Let's do pizza first because okay. I'm sure you must have inherited that from your upbringing
0: somewhere. Um, I don't know. Let's do pizza. Okay. First. okay. So it's a classic Team Submarine bit, and you can buy the bit. On I'll be Steve O'Ran. iTunes, cool. <laughs> this is off our first album, Correct Mundo, but also check out our new album, Glass Matthew, available now wherever uh, MP3s are sold. Or
1: get Glass a, Matthew makes me laugh. I don't even know the bit. Uh,
0: I will send you a copy of the album, and it, once you, f- you when you find out why the album is named Glass Matthew, it's a, it's one of the most magical moments that's ever happened in my my lifetime. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, <laughs> it was something kind of improvisedy. Yeah oh, yeah. yeah. oh my
0: god. It, the album was originally supposed to be called Hot Babes, uh, <laughs> but Hot then babes. something and like something happened during the show where it's like we have to call this album Glass Matthew. Really? When I was like kind of mad because I was like, I really want to call this album Hot Babes, but it's like. <laughs> We have to call it glass Matthew now.
1: So I think it's a great title.
0: It is. It yeah, it's, It it's, makes me want
1: to listen to it. Do you uh, want a coffee bean? No, thanks. Go I, on. Don't,
0: I don't I am not really a caffeine guy either.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that. Um. <laughs> As I'm making a Manhattan. Yeah, I, I get you Nate. <laughs> pu- I get you.
0: Pushing a cup of coffee towards me. <laughs> Dumping wine in it. Uh, okay. So here so let's, all right, we'll try to do the bit uh, I'll try.
1: You can be Steve when I'm falling short.
0: Okay. So, uh, hey, you know, so we we've had to take on some extra jobs this summer. Yeah. Uh, and I recently got a new job uh, to write a, a commercial jingle for a new pizza place. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. You wrote some jingles for a pizza place.
0: Uh, yeah. So so the jingle for this p- pizza place is uh, that I wrote. Here it is. It goes, na 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 na. Give it to me.
1: What? That's the slogan for pizza? Yeah,
0: give it to me. Give what to you? To pizza.
1: No, but if you're writing a slogan for pizza, you should say, like, give me some give pizza to
0: something. No, it's implied in lyrics. So then this would be a point where Steve explains, hey, how about you make, like, a parody song?
1: You should do, like, a parody song, something yeah. that kind of, like, catches the uh, pop interest. And
0: then he gives the example, like, hey, you know the song, are you ready for some football? You know, like
1: that song, are you ready for some football? You okay, c- so, do- like, you swap
0: out the word and make it about pizza? Yeah, you okay. can make it about
1: pizza. That way people know you're talking okay, about so, pizza. Uh, Pizza
0: ready for some
1: football? <laughs> no, 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 no! You can't, you can't say pizza ready for some football. Uh, it sounds like it's about football uh, for pizza now. Pizza ready for some football? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's still not clear. What do I explain and
0: then, now? And then I, oh man, it's been, it's been a while, but. Then I think you recommend another
1: song, um, like, oh, you recommend Sheryl <laughs> Crow's All I Want to Do Is Have oh, Some yeah. Fun? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you should do something that people know and, and make it a parody, kind of like Weird Al a little bit, but for pizza. Okay. Like, all I want to do is have some... Okay, okay. You know, with something Cheryl like Crow's, that. So you like, a pizza
0: want to do <laughs> is have some fun.
1: No, why would you... <laughs> all I want to
0: do is have... Pizza want to do? Uh, 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 pizza... Oh, and actually, I skipped a part. There's a... Earlier, when I when the original song is sha na na, give it to me," then Steve's like, "No, that's a bad song." I'm like, okay, how about this? "Shana na na, na give it to me, a fall free." <laughs> and then he's like, "Is the pizza free?" I'm like, "No, why would it be free? That's a terrible business plan." And it's "Shana na na na, give it to me, fall free." <laughs> and <coughs> that's and so good. I don't even know how would it get it's like an eight
1: minute bit yeah i know long bit and i've seen it live and then it ends with kind of like a it ends with for free and everything kind of comes together but the point is that you're just being the comedy idiot
0: yeah so everyone go check out glass matthew or no check out that's off correctamundo it's on they're both on itunes you can stream on spotify but just buy them
1: you still get paid if they stream them barely
0: um, just buy them. <laughs> They're cheap. Oh, but, oh here's this. Let's buy them. If you go to our website, teamsubmarine.net, um, you can buy our new album for its, like, seven bucks on CD, physical CD, Ooh. and it comes with a free copy of Correctamundo with the pizza bit on it. So mm. seven bucks, you get two albums. That's less than
1: the price of a piece of? Football. <laughs> <laughs> So alright, so let's unpack why you're such a weirdo But just seriously, buy, Pete,
0: tell your fans to buy the albums <laughs> No, I can't We're really in the red on these things <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get in the black We self-released them and we forgot to tell people that we've released is them Is that true? Basically It's just the thing, like I so said, like, I was like I don't want to tell people to buy the album It's, uh, I feel bad <laughs> So we. Just, what is that? I don't know, and Steve's the same so way So polite So like, we released these two albums that we put a lot of work into And we're really happy with And then we just, like, didn't tell anyone about
1: them. Why? I don't know. I understand, like, you know, it's funny. Speaking about Letterman and Conan, actually, too, Mm -hmm. if you watch their Charlie Roses, their, like, kind of serious interviews, they both talk about having that sort of politeness where they don't want to insist themselves on anything. Yeah. Letterman actually talks about losing his show, you know, to Leno. Uh, to being kind of like a polite issue, where he was like, I don't want to go in and be like, listen to me, motherfucker, you give me this, and this is what I deserve, and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. I had a really hard time doing uh, promos, which people still come up to me and say that they hate uh, the promos for The Beat Home Show. Like, the advertising of it, there's nothing funny about advertising yeah. or admitting, <laughs> like, we're doing this for commerce, you know, yeah. or plugging stuff. It's very... Uh, it's not ghost it just feels grotesque I know and it's like and there are some people who are so good
0: at it and ah. it's like and I'm just like like even sending a follow up email about something like I'll I'll sit on it for like a week be like well maybe they're doing it right now and if I send them a follow up email they'll be like I'm doing it and it just right. yeah and I like that's interesting I get that I'm getting a little better at it but like yeah like it's, it's, well, it's really hard me. Well, I think what helps me. me
1: get better, when you said follow-up email, what helps me get better is when I realize how much a follow-up email makes me do something. Yeah, same you know here. I and mean? I'm like, oh, that, that was helpful. It wasn't too much. And I am
0: like, like, I will sometimes email someone about something, and they won't get back to me. And I'll be like, well, they hate me. I guess I'll never email them again. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, but I... I don't respond to any email. Like That's right. I have so many things marked as unread in my inbox. I'm yep. like, I'll get me to too. that me later. Me too. Yeah.
1: Dozens and dozens and dozens. Uh, but if I write someone an email and they don't write me back, I literally, I just did this today. I was like, they never got back to me about that thing. And then I was like, I did tell that story about having that uh, sex with this person. And it, it was weird because she, she like had Xanax and, and wine. And, and I, it was like this weird sex story. Mm. And then I was like, oh, no, they think I'm a creep. <laughs> I didn't give someone Xanax, by yeah. the way. They were like, let's drink Xanax and wine. That's the story. I, like, there are
0: times where, like, I look back and I'm genuinely surprised that, like, Team Submarine was never on TV. I was like, oh, we were kind of like, we were kinda, we, there was, like, a period where we were, like, doing all the shows and, like, doing yeah. and all the shows. Yeah. And I think so much of it comes down to it is we were both just, like, scared boys when it came to, like, anything. Just, like, literally sending an email. Like, that's funny
1: because it's like you're in a band because your team submarine is a two man thing, yeah. you And Steve O'Brien, and neither of you is the John Lennon or the, or the whoever it was that was steering the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have that one band member that's like, "We gotta get out there, man. We yeah. need an
0: agent." And like I was probably more of I was probably more of that, but I'm still not even that at all. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like I don't in the like we still do shows, but not as not as regular as we used to. Uh, but in the entire like eight years that we were like regularly performing i'm not sure we ever sent an email to book a show like we would and it's like and we did a lot of shows so we would be asked to do shows a lot and it's like oh that's great but we would never like email somebody like hey can i do your show like right. unless it was like we were coming to la for a few days like sure but, like in new york we like
1: never emailed people to like do mm. their show interesting yeah and you think it is kind of out of that over politeness?
0: Yeah, it was just like, well, if they want us on the show, they'll ask us, and which isn't how the world. Yeah, works. Yeah, and now it's like now in my head, I'm like, oh, is that is that more like en- entitlement than politeness? I'm not like I, Well, like, now you're worried yeah, that you're not being
1: polite. Like, enough. <laughs> was
0: I just like, yeah, you should ask me to do your show?
1: Like, yeah, it's uh, so. But yeah, like But it is interesting to see how that that you don't look at people that way. It's kind of an absurd fantasy to think that people yeah, are looking at you that's, that way. And
0: just to think that people are ever thinking about me at all.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's funny, that's one of the lessons or whatever, or it's something that I've seen people that drink figure out. Mm-hmm. Which is if you did get drunk, it sounds to me like you're like me, the next day you might do the replay thing. You wake up kinda like seven, eight in the morning and you're kinda like, Was I okay last night? <laughs> like I, I had all that wine and Xanax and then I went up to that person and I was probably like annoying and stupid and they probably hate me now and then you realize after doing that a bunch of times it's like no everybody is fine everybody knows you're fine and the big headline is maybe you were being a drunk idiot but like nobody's thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are because they're not thinking about you at all
0: probably like me (laughs) and Steve have this thing in in Chicago so when we both got to Chicago and started hanging out he was like just kind of discovering drinking like he had like the First, like freedom for the first time, yeah, and he drank a lot. And I actually like we joke about how I was actually friends with Drunk Steve before I was friends with Sober Steve. <laughs> and uh, and which,
1: oh, I've heard this, yeah, I've heard about it's drunk, he's two Steve. very
0: different people, like he's a completely different guy, completely different person. <laughs> and like Steve O'Brien's an awesome dude, and Drunk Steve is I don't want to say a sleazebag, but he's he's just a lot of fun to hang out with. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Uh, I uh, I don't want to like tell all Steve's stories, but he like he one time couldn't find his metro card and he like crawled up underneath the tracks like to get on the train and actually put his hand on the rail and got zapped and fell fifteen feet to the ground and lived. And uh... excuse me, yeah, he was a madman in Chicago. Wait, he
1: dropped his metro card. No, on the he track? couldn't
0: find his metro card to get on the train. So instead of like hopping the turnstile or whatever, or like finding money somewhere, he just went over and like crawled up the pole, like to the elevated train, and just like climbed up underneath through the tracks to get on the train.
1: See, none, I, if you're like me, I wasn't picturing an elevated train. We're in Chicago. Oh right? yeah. He had to like he couldn't get in the turnstile, so he climbed up a pipe. Yes. And touched the third rail and and got
0: zapped and fell to the ground from from the train track. Fell, fell to the ground, <laughs> yeah. and food, juice. So he doesn't remember most of the stuff we did in Chicago. <laughs> like, just, wait, you just, were
1: there with him? Obviously, you saw this happen.
0: No, I didn't see it happen. Oh but God, I, I found it, heard about it the next day. He was covered in dirt. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and so we have this thing now where whenever I start a story of like, remember when? He's like, oh God, what's he going to say? <laughs> like, oh my God, because I will like bring up things. That he doesn't even remember he did. Yeah, it's like, yeah,
1: it's fun. (laughs) That's pretty wild. (laughs) Yeah. So okay, I'm interested in this politeness, and I'm interested in this kind of clean living. Mm -hmm. Both of which are fine. The politeness seems to be more of a problem. Oh, it's a big problem. It's a huge. It's
0: probably my biggest problem. Really? Yeah. Like I don't think clean living is a problem. No, no, no.
1: I just mean that's weird. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not missing out on anything. Like I'm not like I'm not going to go to that party. There's going to be beer there. Right. 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 Uh, why? Why is that my go-to voice
1: for me? <laughs> <laughs> my mom said it's not okay. <laughs> I gotta go home. <laughs> I think we know.
0: Uh, oh yeah, but like
1: <laughs> trying
0: to be too polite is probably that's a big problem. And when,
1: so maybe let's talk about your parents. Didn't your dad build your house like Paul Bunyan style? We all built it. You... <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so we grew up in Boston. Yeah. And then we lived in an apartment for a number of years and my dad wanted my dad
1: uh, my dad <laughs>
0: um and my mom, his wife
1: <laughs>
0: they uh they wanted a house and at the time like this is just like my dad is a super practical guy and like and I get a lot of that from him. Yeah. Uh he That seems
1: like the why would you drink it's $8 kind of like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like when this book that I already paid for is free and I can read it and -hmm. and sit here with music, which is cheap.
0: Yeah. And so my dad wanted to build a house, but at the time there, the, uh, housing market was really expensive and, but the labor market was very cheap because like, I think there was like an excess of houses or something. So Mm. like people weren't getting as hired as often to build houses. So he went to Maine and took a course in Maine for three weeks on how to build a house. <laughs> and then drove back to Massachusetts, bought a plot of land, and then started building a house. He designed and built a house what? and like and he would hire you know trucks to come and dig out the foundation and like electricians and plumbers, but then it was just like. It was like a process over the course of many, many years building this house.
1: Uh, And you were living in the apartment while he was building this house?
0: Yes, but then we lived in a a trailer that was outside of the house while we were building the house. Um, And that that was fun. I mean, I was a, a kid, so I thought it was fun. But it was like... It was not a great trailer. It was like like the bed was you fold out the kitchen table and then put like a sleeping bag on it. And that's like the bed. Oh, my God. Or like there were like cabinets and you could like unlatch them and pull them open. And then you sleep in the <laughs> cabinet. And It was like... No. Uh, and I, there was, I
1: thought that was going to be a joke. No. You slept in the cabinet? Yeah.
0: And there was no plumbing in it. So for our bathroom... We had a toilet seat that was strapped to four legs and you had to go off into the woods and like dig a hole and put the little four legged toilet seat and oh do it God. and then fill the hole back in. Did you ever dig a hole that had been claimed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that did not happen. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's like, a bunch of woods behind the house. There's, like, plenty of, plenty yeah, of space. Yeah, yeah,
1: plenty of toilet. Yeah. It's lucky if you find a poop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then for our shower, we had this, like, basically, like, a bag of water. You fill it up, and then you hang it on a tree, and then you, like, open a little spigot on it, and then it just pours I've water seen those, because when yeah. I went
1: on a weird mission trip to the Amazon, we took those. We didn't use them. But if you go to, like, REI or something, or EMF, EMS, Our ems yeah. ems you can buy those and the sun heats up the water yeah. allegedly and then it, it's it showers down on you that's what you did
0: yeah yeah and then then there's this real real funny story full nude full nude in the woods
1: in the woods like a pagan
0: yeah like we were there's not we have two neighbors but they're far enough off that like you can be naked outside and no one can see you <laughs> uh that's great yeah and my so my dad would have, like, friends come up and, like, hang out for the weekend and help build on the house and stuff like that. And he had one friend up who was staying in the trailer with us. And there was, there a, was
1: another person joining yep, you? Yep, And you had siblings? I had one brother. One brother, yep. your mom, your dad's wife,
0: your dad, <laughs> yep.
1: and his buddy? Yep. How bad is that guy doing that he's choosing to shack up with a fake? Oh,
0: no, no, it was, it's, like, my dad's best friend, like, his best friend from high school. And he wanted to come up and hang out with my dad for the weekend, so it's, like... He comes out to hang out and just helps my dad build a house, and that's their, like, oh. man bonding. Where was the extra bed? Uh, so there were two <laughs> tables that turned into beds, and, like, one was my parents' bed, and then me and my brother shared one. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, but I think when my dad's friend was up, like, we might have taken the cabinet beds, and, like, and he took the other table bed. <laughs> uh, but he, there's a thunderstorm, and he had a... T- <laughs> He his shit, real bad, and so he basically just took the thing out and went out, just basically right in front of the trailer because he's like, I'm not running off into the woods in the middle of a thunderstorm, and we're we're just like watching him out the window. <laughs> then, so he's sitting, he's on, getting rained on, he's getting rained on, just sitting like by like on this toilet seat with legs. And then the lightning flashes and then we just see him bright light and one of the legs snaps on the toilet seat and he just falls into his own hole of
1: shit. Did the lightning have anything to do with it? Was he no, scared? No. But it was just so perfectly timed that it just
0: like lit up the sky and we just all saw it happen and like pure Even God life. was like I
1: got to see this. That is hilarious.
0: Uh yeah, it was, it was a great
1: moment. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, then he got up and... Uh, did he make a noise or something? Was there <laughs> like a... God <laughs> damn it! Probably. Yeah, there remember. had to have been. Okay, so then you you helped build this house.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like, and it took kind and of years to he planned it out. Yeah, he designed it. He had a whole plan and everything. Did he do
1: something weird or was he just kind of like aiming for a house? It's
0: it's modeled after a barn. Because um, well, what he wanted to do is like... He wanted like... like he actually wanted to buy a barn and turn the barn into a house, uh, but it was just like too much like weird technical stuff that had to sure. be done, like code stuff and everything. So he just he designed a house after a barn. So our house kind of looks like a barn. Like it's like a very high sloped roof, and then like when you go in, the front half of the house is two floor is like two floors high. It's mm-hmm. so, like the second floor is only half of the house, so they're just oh. like this really tall. Like barn-like living room,
1: Mm. interesting. Yeah, it's cool house. But isn't that this is so stupid? But isn't that difficult to heat?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Does he regret the barn style? Well, I mean, no. Like it's difficult to heat, but it's also like in the winter they'll just hang out in the other rooms and just turn the heat on in those rooms. Yeah, like yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: and what? Okay, so your dad is a what kind of guy? He seems like a practical.
0: He's a. Yeah, practical dude. Um, Also,
1: it seems to me like this is not a boozing man.
0: No, I mean he like you know have a a beer after dinner sometimes or whatever. But like I've only seen him drunk I think once at uh, my aunt's wedding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was that?
0: Uh, It was just my aunt's wedding. Like his younger sister and. and then, i don't know why i find it so funny <laughs> yeah. that it was your
1: aunt's wedding
0: and like that was the one time where i like saw him just kind of like getting getting a little goofy yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah.
1: so okay so what did he do uh like professionally
0: uh he's an electrical engineer um he just retired and yeah and he's work. he worked at the same company for like 35 years hmm. yeah what does that mean
1: electrical engineer uh is it like an electrician
0: It's no, it's basically it's more like computer stuff, like designing like basically if there's a digital camera like the person who figures out the insides and how it works. Like Really? Yeah. So like this computer chip attaches to the lens and then this button makes this thing do this thing, which then
1: Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Basically the stuff that keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And, smaller. and
0: that's what he does. He works on or worked on like incredibly small stuff. Really? Like, yeah. He so I guess the company he worked for uh what was licensed by the military, the US military. Mm-hmm. So I think they made like um I don't know he he actually couldn't tell me what he made. It sounds uh, like he
1: was unemployed uh, <laughs> I uh, can't
0: tell you he was I'm gonna build a house <laughs> uh no, but like, and so so cool government stuff, yeah, so he wasn't allowed to, to tell me most of what he worked on. um one thing I knew working on is he worked on like navigation systems for submarines sometimes, so he really? would, like go down to Florida and like work on a submarine down there. no way, um, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff he wasn't allowed to talk about, and like there would be. Like, once every few years, he would have to get these, like, extensive background checks done. And there would be, like, I remember I was a little kid once, and I got off the bus. And then this car with, like, all tinted windows pulls up, and they roll down the window. And it's these, like, look like the men in black. Like, they have, like, sunglasses on and, like, dark suits. And they're like, we'd like to ask some questions about your father. And I was just like, I gotta go home. And I just, like, I was like, strangers. Of course. uh, and, like, they, like, oh, they interview my neighbors. Did they get you later? No, no. I'm sure it wild, because I was, like, ten. Yeah. Uh, but they would go, like, talk to the neighbors and be like, what do you What think are he... their questions? Does he smell like doo-doo? <laughs> Is he a cool cat? Uh, <laughs> does he have
1: any terrorist friends? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or as you might call them, tell <laughs> Does he know any terrorists? <laughs> they have to ask you when kids speak. Is he nice? Is he mean? How did he get here? <laughs> Keep going. Does he fought? <laughs> Does he fought a lot? <laughs> mm.
0: uh, but, yeah, and yeah. So for several years he'd have to get, like, this new background check done. They would, like, talk to all of her family, all of his friends, and, like, uh, and just, like, I guess the one time there's a big hubbub because his middle name is Floyd, and one of his friends calls him Floyd. Mm. And, like... And they were and they were talking about his friends. They're like, hey, what can you tell us about Steve Ferrell? They're like, oh, yeah, I've known Floyd forever. And they're like, Floyd? Alias, alias. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I had to do an interview like that once. And you're really struck that you're like, I know you've been trained and stuff, but you are just some person. Yeah. Like, you're just some guy. So you're uh, getting thrown by Floyd. Doesn't yeah. surprise me.
0: <laughs> I had a. Uh, I had to get a background check done recently. You did? Yeah. Why? Because I was filming something for MTV and there was a like a 16-year-old on set. So I had to like email all my old bosses and just be like, hey, just so you know, you're going to be getting phone calls asking if I was a creep.
1: To children, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you could act with a minor? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they do that all the time.
0: They don't do it because they didn't do it on Kid Farm. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Well, those poor kids. <laughs> those kids are just bust in. Um, very very nice and sweet, but yeah. I they could be treated better <laughs> from top to tail. So all right, what about your mom?
0: Uh my mom, she uh is the like office manager at a doctor's office. Okay.
1: And who are you closer with? That's a question I like to ask.
0: I guess I say I'm probably closer with my mom. My brother's probably closer with my dad. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And you're the older.
0: I'm the younger one. You're the younger? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's almost exactly like me. I was yeah. the younger that's closer with my mom.
0: I was I was supposed to be a girl. I was supposed to be the girl.
1: Wait, they, they're they open about this?
0: <laughs> my mom very much wanted a girl. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Appar- apparently, like, a like pink blanket was bought or something in anticipation of me. Oh, anything. God. Uh... And then I Couldn't guess... did not your
1: dad design something to test the gender of the baby?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but he wanted a boy. Uh, and they, um, the, they, I guess they wanted to have more kids to have a girl, my mom specifically, but I was the worst baby on planet Earth. So to I, have? Yeah. So after me, they're like, not doing that again.
1: What did, what did you do? You came out doing cartwheels? Uh,
0: I was just... I apparently just screamed all the time, and I was really. Oh, loud. you mean not
1: the delivery? Oh,
0: not the delivery. Like just like just you were a shit baby, being a shit baby, and they thought I was going to be like, like my mom always talks about because, like, you know, I'm, I'm a real good good kid. I'm a good son to have. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Uh, I'm you know I'm responsible. I don't don't get into bad. You stuff. said
1: like your friends don't worry about you. Your, yeah, that means your parents don't worry about you. Yeah,
0: and uh, like uh, and. My mom was like, was like, if I knew you were going to turn out so well, we would have had some more kids. <laughs> like, oh, they thought
1: baby behavior. I would, think, yeah, I think they just thought ever. I was going
0: to be just a nightmare forever. So He's they're like, be this way all forever. right, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, at least you pleasantly surprised them. And your brother was an easy baby. Yeah, and then an easy kid as well. Uh, yeah, just like not. What does he do? Because I'm interested in like here he, you are in this very kind of like uh, little house in the prairie style, but yeah, out, I, with a dash of MIT. Yeah, I have
0: a I have a pretty standard like. <laughs> don't have like huge family drama or anything. It's pretty standard yeah.
1: stuff. But like, then you became a comedian.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's funny, like I always feel left out when I'm talking to my comedian friends and they're like, Oh, my parents are divorced and sure. My dad sucks. I'm just like like, mine too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm not looking for the dysfunction yeah. that made you a comedian. I am I interested know. in you telling your parents that you're gonna be a comedian.
0: I was also a really quiet kid. I was like incredibly quiet. Yeah. Um to the point where I ended up giving I gave a speech at my high school graduation and they I didn't tell my parents I was like oh that'll be a fun surprise for them to show up and they see that I'm giving a speech and because I was such a quiet kid my mom saw I was giving a speech and she ran in the bathroom and cried because she thought I was gonna like get up there with like a bomb strapped to my chest or something and be like fuck all of you I hate school and like a
1: Jeremy Spoken Class sort of situation yeah yeah
0: like that cause like and also I hated school like I didn't like school yeah um, not the people just like school work. like I like I didn't get like bullied or anything i just didn't like going to school the
1: format of school yeah yeah and <laughs> Wait, like, i have to listen and yeah. remember it on a certain day and then
0: i go home and i have to do more work at home
1: <laughs> it is a racket that, yeah
0: it's insane <laughs> uh because also like i was a kid like i like to like draw and make stuff and then like, i just got mad that it was like eating into my like creativity time right and like
1: yeah and i, I hate that it. is that shit yeah so but then you kept going like you didn't not go to college and stuff yeah i went to college and like and i got and how'd that speech go by the way it, oh, i fucking
0: killed man did you yeah I, I, and your mom didn't see it because no she's... she saw it my friend my friend aaron who was like my friend's older sister and was at the graduation she like i actually had read her the speech and she had like she she so she knew it was like a funny speech yeah and she went in she was talking my mom. she's like no it's gonna be okay like she had to talk my mom out of the bathroom and she was like, "No, it's, he read me the speech. It's really funny." And my mom goes, Nate's not funny."
1: Oh <laughs> like, my god. Uh she just knew it was going to be terrible. Yeah. Or worse.
0: Yeah, she's like she thought I was going to get up there and be like, "Fuck all. Of, fuck this place. I'm out of here." Oh my <laughs> like, god. And what was it? Uh I just made like a silly graduation speech and had dumb jokes in it. Yeah, it was yeah. like uh killed standing o. Really? Uh yeah.
1: <laughs> Is this where we're starting to get that kind of feeling like I, I don't have to be shy. I can be a comedian guy?
0: Yeah, that's kind of where, and also that's where I got like the performance bug. That was yeah. like it was like, "Ooh, that feels good. I want to do that again."
1: Yeah. Um so there you are super quiet. Do you remember yeah. why you were quiet? You were just like, "What's the point?" or i, don't I don't know. Or shy or And
0: I would be I would goof off in some classes. I would goof off in the classes I was bored in. <laughs> but like the teachers that I had that were like really Good entertaining teachers. I was like totally quiet and well behaved because I was like into it. But if like I was bored in a class, I would like ask dumb questions and like just <laughs> I don't know. I I did this thing where I would just like just slowly fall out of my chair. Like over the course of like just lean back in my chair and just over the course of the class just com- slide out of it a little bit more. Like every spilled, ten minutes. you <laughs> spilled out of your chair. And then at the end of the class, I would just be on the floor. <laughs> and,
1: like, yeah. You seem like you could have gotten away with
0: that. Yeah. And again, I, I was never like, just, like I didn't get like detentions or anything like that. Like it was, I wasn't like. You were a scamp. Disrupt, yeah.
1: You were a fun little scamp. Yeah. Your teachers loved you.
0: Yeah. And like, but like the teachers I thought were like really funny and cool. I was like so shy in their class because I was like, I want to hear what these guys have to say. Like. I and got, that
1: probably was part of the performance bug too. Is like, this guy knows what he's saying. Everybody's yeah. listening. They're yeah. being entertaining. And then you did the speech, and you're like, I want more of that. And then where did we go?
0: Then I went to UMass Amherst. UMass. Yep. Um, and then... did you?
1: When did you want,
0: know you wanted to be a comedy person? I think I always did, but I never thought I would actually do it. Mm. Like, like, one of the reasons I went to UMass was because I was at their website, and I was like, oh, they have improv groups and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, I'll go there. And so, like, I, I guess I never thought I would actually do it. Like, if I... Like, sometimes when I'm, like, frustrated, like, career-wise, I always, like, kind of be, like, if you went back and told Teenage Nate, like, the things you've done, mm-hmm. like, you know, that you had an ID badge that said Conan on it, like, he would shit his pants, you know, and it was, right. like, so I always have to try and keep it in perspective that way, because, like, I never thought I actually would, like, I was, my plan was to be a computer programmer, like, that was what my job was going to be that's funny because my
1: eighth grade graduation yeah the line that i got i wanted a line. they they sang a song about everybody it was such a small school that you could sing a song with a line about everybody in it Mm -hmm. and mine i wanted it to be about how funny i was and it was uh pete you're such a computer whiz we know you'll make it in the biz (laughs) and i remember being like motherfucker because i made funny computer games yeah and i didn't get class clown and I was I didn't either I was, hurt. I was
0: kinda hurt by that. But I showed them <laughs> <laughs> You mean in high school.
1: Yeah. In high school I got most outgoing, which I was like, just give me funny. I don't they made up a category.
0: I didn't get any superlatives. but my yearbook page fucking killed it. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh my photo was I photoshopped myself into the like cast of Saved by the Bell and that was <laughs> and then it was just all my memories from being on Saved by the Bell.
1: <laughs> Wait, you got a whole page?
0: Uh we got we each got like a quarter of a page. Yeah. Like so small school as well. Yeah, there was like seventy eight kids in my class. Oh wow, okay, yeah. that's not that bad. Um, but UMS, yeah, AM. so to UMass Amherst, uh, I got rejected from every improv and sketch group on campus. Really? <laughs> yep. For an entire for the entire first year, <laughs> um, and I mean, I also didn't know what I was doing. Like, and I, were I, you like, too
1: weird? Is that it? Like. I, I think I was just a Because you're clearly funny, but I mean, were you going for that, well, y'all, y'all like Shrek humor? Not quite And I don't yeah. mean that in a, a, yeah. as a put-down. I, oh, I don't like, take it as a put-down. Was it, like, super absurd, and they were like, we're talking about fucking no. chicks? well,
0: here's the thing, like, people from the groups, like, emailed me afterwards, and they were like, hey, we thought you were really funny, you just, like don't know how to be, like I, w- I think I would just stand still on stage and just mm. say funny things so yeah. like I would get a lot of laughs and stuff but it would just like but I didn't know how to like move my, I still don't know how to move my body but yeah. uh yeah yeah um, like a glass Matthew yeah yeah that's not where the name comes from <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to it <laughs> I refuse uh I'm just kidding no. <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> um, um so you weren't like a performer you weren't like a thespian yeah. you weren't so I actually drama started
0: player. signing up for theater movement classes
1: at you
0: to really? like learn how to like move. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: uh, and did it help? Um, I don't know, probably not. You should, uh, but you love dancing and stuff. You're not like reserved. Yeah. You're not like I don't want to move because it's stupid. Yeah.
0: Like I I don't know. I'm just like I guess I just never know what to do with my hands, so I just let them hang there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh and
1: there's that funny moment when you realize everybody's just making it up, like compelling yeah. actors. Like Denzel Washington scratching his nose all the time or whatever it is, or touching your neck if you're Marlon Brando. These are all just guesses. Yeah. Like none of us know what to do with our hands.
0: One thing I'm lucky about is pretty much every audition I go on is for Nervous Boy. So it's like, <laughs> it's like all right. Even if I'm like nervous in the audition, like they're like, great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. This guy's awesome. He came off as a
1: Nervous Boy. He even fumbled
0: the line. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, and then, so then, anyways, the next, Year I was at UMass, I had, the sketch group on campus ended up like breaking up, so I started a new sketch group. Oh no, actually, so my freshman year, me and my friend Pat started a two-man act, Ooh. the original Team Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were Pat. called the Poetry Dudes.
1: The Poetry Dudes.
0: And uh, our act was, um, we wore uh, cut-off jean shorts. And tank tops that said 100% toed on them. <laughs> and then we wore aviator sunglasses and fanny packs, which we called lumbar satchels. <laughs> and we had, and we wrote these just dumb.
1: I'm also still laughing at 100%
0: toed. 100% toed. And uh, with an apostrophe in front of the T. Of
1: course.
0: And then we wrote these just real dumb poems. That we kept in the fanny pack. <laughs> and we would tell ourselves, we, we would tell the audience that it's not a comic. We're, we're, we'd, so we'd like open up for the improv group on campus and we'd say we were the dramatic relief for the night. And <laughs> we would read these poems that were really stupid. And when the audience would laugh, we would yell at them and pelt them <laughs> with Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> so, uh, why Jolly Ranchers? It's probably the cheapest candy at the store, I'm guessing. Well, why would you pelt them? <clears throat> Because they were laughing. And they weren't <laughs> supposed to laugh. And then it just became
1: a but thing. But it's a reward. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and what were the poems like?
0: Uh, oh, God. What were they? Uh, one was called 17 Snails. And it was just saying the word 17, saying the word snails 16 times. But on the 17th time, we said water bug. And then just started going, get the fuck out of here, you fucking water bug. <laughs> this is for snails. <laughs>
1: That is a hundred percent dude right there. I know. And uh You're like if Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady did comedy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just that nineties idea. You still love it. I love it.
0: Now, like like I, I actually like I would just hang out like my friend Pat I was just hanging out with who I did it with was hanging out with him the other night we were talking about it, and like I was like, Oh I actually haven't like thought about those bits in a long time. There's some there's some funny bits. <laughs> Here is the dumbest bit we ever did. We had we had rivals called the Noetry Dudes who hated poetry. <laughs> ah. And also, here's the other thing is, we did a different act every time we did a show, but they were all a continuation of what happened the last show. <laughs> so only like four people got what was going on every time.
1: You had no consideration. <laughs> yes. That... That's funny. That kind of goes back to that. Like, you are you really are kind of like a purist. You just want to do comedy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to write follow-up emails. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go to school. And you don't want to kind of, like, consider the marketability of your act. Like, we should do it again and explain who we are again. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So we just kept go like,
0: every act. And we, like, referenced the last show, too. Oh, my God. So there was one show where we brought a watermelon out on stage and put tarps all over the stage. And then just did our show in front of it and never touched the watermelon, <laughs> but then left it there. And then at the very end of the night, we came back on with a giant sledgehammer and smashed it. And uh, <laughs> and then we did, uh, so then the Noah tree dudes came along and they were trying to kill us because it turns out that the hammer we smashed the watermelon with was covered in AIDS <laughs> Oh and it got AIDS on watermelon, and then their mothers ate the watermelon.
1: This is pure silliness. It that is... AIDS. This is real. And I'm, like,
0: just remembering this right now. Like, I haven't thought about this in years. Was, you don't still do AIDS watermelon? No. I don't think I've said the word AIDS on stage since then. In fact, I have a pretty strong sense against AIDS jokes. Now. Is that true? Uh, I'm not... I just
1: don't do AIDS yeah, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> You got them out of your system because I'm college. like, what
0: if someone in the audience has AIDS, and <laughs> <I'd> i feel bad.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, so you uh, okay? Then you broke. Did, was that a amicable breakup? Oh, we we never broke up. But I moved to Chicago.
0: Uh-huh. I transferred to a school in Chicago a sophomore oh, year
1: to do more comedy. Yeah, is that right? Yes. So there you go.
0: And then, but then I flew back out once for like the school's like comedy extravaganza thing, and we did like a farewell show at it. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we. I mean, like, yeah, it was just like. I moved, and that was why we stopped doing it. Okay, but uh, and then actually, do you know Zach Sherwin? Yeah, he saw many poetry deuce shows.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, that's great.
0: Uh So next time you see him, I,
1: he went to UMass Amherst.
0: He did not, but his sketch group came to I UMass. I remember their
1: picture was in the newspaper. Yeah, and was very jealous. They
0: were really funny. Were they? Uh, they came to to UMass and did like workshops with our sketch group, and like did show like a show. Really? Um, so like. When I first met, like they were like celebrities to me. It's like, mm. Whoa. what were they called? The late night players, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. and so I, I've known Zach Sherwin for longer than I've known any comedian, mm. and I always tell him that. And whenever we're around a mutual, like a person that we both know, I make them ask Zach Sherwin how long we've known each other. <laughs> really, and that's uh, very funny. And and that's that's our bit. <laughs> And that's just one of those things where, you know, I I do it forever, and that's what's fun. Y'all like Shrek. <laughs> Y'all like Shrek. And we do like Shrek.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, so then you moved to Chicago.
0: Yep. And you started doing... Uh, I started doing improv when I first got there. Yes. Um, and then I met Steve O'Brien.
1: And he became... So you're drawn to the two-guy thing.
0: Yeah. It was like, well, but basically... you're
1: a wonderful uh, solo stand-up.
0: Thank you. Well, me and Steve were trying to make a sketch group, uh, but we couldn't find people that were, like, like-minded enough that we wanted to be in a group with. Like, right. there was one guy who, like, we saw at an improv show at IO once who we thought was really funny, so we just went up to him and we're like, hey, do you want to be in our sketch group? And he was like, I, like we were complete strangers to him, and he was like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of busy, but, um, but yeah, that's like, <laughs> guys. and, uh, so we couldn't find other people to be in the group, so, and then there is a band, one of my favorite bands called The Like Young. And their, their whole thing was like they had a band, but it was just they were actually married and it was too difficult to like get like a full functioning band working. So they were like, let's just do a two person band. Mm. And they were like, let's not even try to make a full band. They just did a guitar and drums duo and they were great. So I told them that story. I was like, why don't we do that? And then so we're like, yeah, let's make a two person sketch group. Yeah. And we formed our group. We wrote a few sketches and then immediately submitted ourselves to Second City, <laughs> which like, oh man, we we actually wrote... <laughs> jumped right to it. We jumped right... And it's funny looking at like how we are now, but then at the time we were like just dumb, eager kids. So we were like, yeah, that's what you do. Right, of course. But now we're just afraid of everyone. Uh, oh my God, you totally
1: lost it. Yeah,
0: yeah. We <laughs> wasted it all in those early years. But we wrote like a proposal for our show... <laughs> And we definitely used a thesaurus to write this proposal. And I still have it on my computer, and me and Steve, we refused to read it. We're like, on our 10-year anniversary, which is coming up, we're going to... Read the proposal. We're going to read this proposal, (laughs) which is hands down probably the most embarrassing thing either of us have ever written in our lives. Uh, I know the word. Like, it was just like... And we'd never done a show up to that point. We'd never done a show.
1: Oh, Oh, my God. And then we were denied. Wait, what is that story? You just reminded me of the show... You saw a sketch show, Where's Steve? Oh, no, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell. Is it Where's Steve? I know no, it's Thomas. Where's <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry to interrupt. You just reminded me oh. of never doing a show. You gotta tell it. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I, uh, part of me is like, because
0: I really like all the guys in that group.
1: Everybody has a, a bad joke. So, uh, all right. Uh, it doesn't mean they're bad. They just did a silly thing. Yeah. And we were all young kids. <laughs> yeah. All, you, man, you just told the story about the Noah Tree Boys. You know what I mean? Like this, That's a good bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny, dude. I'm not saying it's not funny. And <laughs> it's just like we're all trying different things and we're young. So it
0: was... <laughs> and these, It was also their first show. It was actually... Well, so let me do some some background to lead up to this. Diamonds. Diamonds. So when me and Steve got got denied our second city show, why Second City would deny these two twenty year old boys a show on their stage? <laughs> I have no idea. But they said no to our our very well written proposal. They wrote back? I mean it was just a form like thank you for submitting, but blah blah blah. Like I mean, turn you have to be involved with the second city to shows we were just two idiots who showed up in chicago and uh right and so then we were like how do we do shows so we just rented out a classroom in a community center and just started doing shows and like telling our friends and we did that for a few months and then we taped all the shows and then we used one of those tapes to submit for the chicago sketch fest and that was like our first real like big Mm -hmm. show with like Mm -hmm. an audience that wasn't just eight of our friends who who came? Damn it! So we were on a double bill with this group who was also doing not just their who was doing their first show as well. Yeah, and they were opening, and their bit was they all came out on stage and were starting their show, and they couldn't find Thomas who was part of the group. So they spent a good long while, and over no, the years of me do it, they okay. come out and they go, "Hey guys, thanks so much for coming to the show. Uh, I hope you're already see some sketch comedy." Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute, guys. <laughs> Where's Thomas? <laughs> and they just start walking around the stage in circles, basically going, "Thomas, <laughs> Thomas," and it was like hand to mouth,
1: Thomas, Thomas,
0: Thomas. Thomas? So, so me, me, and Steve, we address the audience a lot in our show, but like I think we were good at like addressing the audience and making it seem natural. But these guys, it was like clearly a scripted bit.
1: Hey, hold on a second. Hey.
0: Where's Thomas? <laughs> so they just kept walking around asking for for Thomas. And then eventually Thomas pokes his head up from backstage and says, like, guys, I can't come out on stage. I shit my pants. <laughs> to which they respond, Thomas, no, you didn't. <laughs> and then Thomas comes out on stage. And it was one of those theaters where it's like all three sides have audience on them. Yeah. So he came out with his butt to the audience and just kind of made like a half circle all the way around stage so they could all see his underwear covered in chocolate pudding. And the audience was just not into it. They were not into it. Um, And these were all super funny guys who were great and like and I, I but like this bit was just it's not just a story connecting. of a bit that didn't it's work it's a bit that didn't work we've yeah. all had them and he's shoveling
1: <laughs> around but he's just it's different around. when you're wearing the bit yeah, so in your underwear saying, so
0: and it's just like the bit is not hitting and you could just see this guy uh, with just in tidy whities with just chocolate pudding all <laughs> over them while all the guys are going Thomas and <laughs> and I don't know and for some reason, Joe, De- Joe DeRosa thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah! <laughs> when I tell it, so when I tell the story to Joe, he's laughing at it because
1: he's like, Oh, he's got shit in his underwear. That's so funny. Oh, no, that's right. I forgot he loved it.
0: So He thought it was just funny. Yeah, he thought it was a funny bit. Like, yeah. he, And like, uh, and he's like, well, what's wrong with this audience? if they didn't like that bit. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Joe... <laughs>
0: Uh, and and so I still regularly get texts text from Joe that say, Thomas.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he just loves it, though. Uh, but, yeah, but it's like, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but, like, the those guys, like, you know, they didn't – I'm sure they weren't having a great time on stage, but, like, at least – their bit is now
1: getting genuine laughs, like yeah. huge laughs from Kellen. one of the funniest people I know, killed so, in the staff room yeah. for sure. <laughs> you uh, you had a lot of things around the office. I'm trying to remember what they all were. Does oh, there's be- the, the jelly bean prank. What's the jelly bean prank? Am so, I forgetting?
0: Do you know those uh, like Harry Potter jelly beans that are like puke flavor and stuff like that? No, that's a thing. Yeah, so they're like prank jelly beans. They look like Jelly Belly. They're made by Jelly Belly, and they look like jelly beans. But they taste horrible. Like, they're just the most worsening thing things. So Joe got a box of them and would be like, hey, man, you want some jelly beans? I'd be like, sure. And I'd eat one. And I'd be like, and like, I don't know. I was like, that is just an invasion of trust, what you just did to me. Like, you allowed me to put something in my mouth that you knew I was going to have an Averse. And I was really upset that he did this to me. So then what, and, and he kept, he was, he was like, oh, I'm going to get everyone with this. And he was, he was real pumped about this prank. So what I did was I bought a, a box of regular Jelly Belly jelly beans and dumped out his fake ones and put regular jelly beans in his box. So then I think <laughs> Dave Rath came into the room and Joe is like, Joe's like, oh, I'm going to get Dave with this. And Joe is like, oh, Dave, you got to try these jelly beans. And then he like hands Dave one of Dave each. and he's like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good jelly bean. And there's Joe's like, What? Did you chew it? Did you chew it? You just swallow it. He's like, yeah, chew. He's like, try this one, and you just see Joe like losing his <laughs> mind, like losing his mind, trying to get it. <laughs> and then he kept like giving people jelly, and everyone is just like, why is Joe being so weird about giving me jelly? Beans? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe is just like losing his mind, like, what's going on with these jelly beans? <laughs> And Somebody then,
1: swapped out my prank jelly beans.
0: But he didn't know. Like he just thought that like they weren't working anymore. <laughs> and and then eventually, like, a week later, I was like, Joe, I swapped out your jelly beans with regular jelly beans, and oh. he was like, Ah, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> so like, when someone would come into the writers' room and he would like give them a jelly bean and start getting visibly upset and like making them take more jelly beans to like hopefully get a bad one, like. I remember, like, Karen had to, like, leave the room because she could not hold in her laughter. Oh, and it was like, my God. It was,
1: uh... I
0: didn't know that story. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... It was great.
1: <laughs> what other ones? I mean, I'm hot on office, oh, office stories.
0: More other... I know I had a lot of bits that I probably pitched 100 times. <laughs>
1: They're also... Oh, my God. Monologues. Your, like, your idea, you were like, if this show keeps going, episode 300... Remember, give a hot guy some ice? Oh, yeah. My fake monologue. Yeah, you had a fake monologue It started board. towards it. It felt like we were running out of monologue topics. Like, the show really <laughs> did find a rhythm at a certain yes. point where we were like, would be like, don't be a jerk. And, be a yeah, nice guy. Yeah, Because we had done all the
0: broad topics. Like, we had done the beach. Yeah. Driving. And it's like, we right. ran out of broad topics, so we started to get like, you know. But like, like, things
1: we could be kind of vaguely positive about. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then, so I started coming up with fake monologues. I was like give ice to a hot guy you see a guy who's hot give him some ice because <laughs> that's and, ice baby and we had we had a wall of fake it was so good pitches uh it was like build a website for a baby okay <laughs> he's gonna grow up and want a website boom he's got a website <laughs> like you made it for him <laughs> get the domain now so he doesn't have to get the dot net when he's older
1: <laughs> like, so good. So good. <laughs> uh, I wish we'd got to do that. <laughs> I know. Me too. We would have. We would have. We definitely would have done Give a Hot Guys a my. Orton and I had this funny idea for a monologue. Only eat half the pasta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get a plate of pasta, eat half, bring the rest home.
1: <laughs> Just vague <laughs> advice. Uh, we, had, we had a funny thing. Uh, Orrin and I wanted to do a monologue where we would talk about the news and the punchline—this is kind of was, up your alley. Oh,
0: I was, I was kind of in on that bit. The who, like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Ah, yeah sorry,
1: yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that. But you just be like, Britney Spears uh, just went back into rehab today. Apparently, she's having a problem with uh, sleeping pills and methamphetamine. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? And then you just keep saying like, <laughs> yeah. you never do a bit. You're just pointing out like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> who cares? Over and over. Is, is it? Oh,
0: I don't know if I ever told you this. So for the nice boy things, yeah. So you didn't know what was going to happen. Fucking pig, <laughs>
1: I'll cut
0: your throat like the pig you are.
1: So you, did, the whole thing with that is, you didn't. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, YouTube, Pete Holmes show, nice boy,
0: uh, so funny. That's Nate. Uh, so, you, so you didn't want to know what I was going to say because you wanted to react naturally to it. Yeah. So we would just write these horrible things to say to you and not tell you. And then the second one, we ended up. I threw a beer bottle at you. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and uh but we wanted to do was i wanted to talk about how filthy you are and then pull a dildo out of my coat and be like is this what you want from me to start waving around and just start hitting you with the dildo uh and then we had to go ask kaplan we'd be like hey can we do that and he was like no absolutely not he's like He's like, you can't. Uh, oh, no, oh no! I was gonna take out a dildo and like start jerking off the dildo and be like, "Is this what you want, Peyton? Is this what you want me to do on your show?" And then start hitting you with a dildo. And so we asked. Uh, we had asked Kaplan like, "Like, hey, can we jerk off a dildo on the show?" And he was like, "No." So he had to talk to the lawyers about it. And then Kaplan came back to us to tell us what we could and couldn't do with a dildo. So he'd be like. You could hold a dildo while making a jerk-off motion next to it, but you can't actually jerk off the dildo. No way. And then, so, then me and Dan Klein, just just for fun, kept going back into his office and asking him other things we can do to a dildo. Like, so he would have to ask the lawyers if he could do that.
1: That's to so <laughs> funny. Like,
0: can we dress a dildo up like a baby and drown it? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, so then me and Dan wanted to... Do a bit where we actually go to standards and practices and just ask what we can and can't do That's to really a kid. That's really, really but, funny. Uh, I think, yeah. And, uh, oh, and then there was me and Dan's bit um, the, uh, oh, what was it? The something boys, the, um, das, uh, oh, it was. oh, God, what was it? It was like the Das Cool Boys or something. The, that doesn't sound good. It familiar. was the Death School Boys, where we'd just come out of the Death School Boys, and you'd be like, uh, we'd be like, all right, Pete, you tell us something, we tell you if it's cool. And you'd be like, dogs, we'd go, that's cool.
1: <laughs> you have a flavor, you know what I mean? I can remember what it was like hearing a pitch like that and going, it is funny, but will it play? I just didn't know. <laughs> I mean I could have got I could have, we could've all skewed more absurd and just gone with that. It probably would be the stuff that people would remember.
0: Um I uh Yeah, I had a There well there was a lot of jokes where I would have to be like like where I would pitch it and then like everyone in the room would be like would laugh and be like, well, we can't say that, though. And I would have to be like, why not, though? You all laughed at it. Right. And then, and then it would eventually make its way into the monologue.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's funny because sometimes you have to make that distinction between what's funny because I can't believe that's what you're pitching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're, you're in the writer's room, which is its own scene in its yeah. own way, which is why shows like 30 Rock and stuff that have writer's rooms, there's certain things that are funny in that, and you have to – make that distinction, but I mean, like, the Dad School Boy seems really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. And if we were doing a show every day for years, of yeah. course you'd do the Dad School Boy. Well,
0: it's funny, that was, like, why... <clears throat> y- y- I mean, there's a million reasons to be upset when a show gets canceled, but I was like... Yeah. I Because it felt like we started to do some more weirder stuff, like, towards yeah. towards the end, and I was like, 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 oh, I'm excited for season three, because that's, like, when we're just gonna be so desperate for material. That's that, right. Like... <laughs> like Everything can get off. That's right, you know? and that's playing. where
1: you get triumph the insult comic. Yeah, yeah, because that was just like a throwaway <laughs> gag, and that's something Conan told me. It was like we never would have done that if we had time to prepare.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, and then you know, y'all like Shrek when it happened.
1: Y'all like Shrek definitely would have happened. And I then, do remember softening on Y'all Like Shrek.
0: I know what I would want to happen was to do fans' reaction to the bit, so I just go up to Fans like, do you see the show tonight? So Y'all Like Y'all Like Shrek. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Yeah. It's, I wish we could. <laughs>
0: Hopefully someone at TBS is listening right now and are like,
1: let's bring it back. Bring it back just <laughs> for Y'all Like Shrek? Just for
0: Y'all Like Shrek.
1: It sounds like an adult swim show just called Y'all Like Shrek. Y'all Like Shrek? It sounds like a fake show. Um, But I like it. I like it. Let me, this is such a, there's no natural way to transition in this, but we've been going 90 minutes. I can't believe it. I, oh, wow. completely flying I can't free. believe
0: my baby throat's not hurting. <clears> throat> your baby throat? I have a baby throat. If I talk for like more than an hour, like you can kind of hear it starting to go already. Really? Yeah, I like I'm also a very soft spoken person. Yeah. It's so like when I talk at a volume above a whisper, like that's why like I can't really hang out in bars, which might be another reason I don't yeah, drink a bunch I hate hang Cuz I just like Twenty minutes in, just the level I have to talk at. It's not just worth like, it. Yeah,
1: it's not worth it. That's why I have this podcast. I like it. This is how I want to hang out. Yeah. So what's
0: <laughs> what's this one eighty we're taking?
1: Uh, just we always end the show uh, with two uh, areas, and the first one is uh, what is the meaning of life? What is reality? Why are we here? No, there's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
0: I go back and forth. I um, <laughs> no,
1: there's nothing very quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, there's mo- nothing. Most recently, I I I was I don't remember what happened. It might, I might have just been having a bad week or something, but I was 100% positive that there is nothing. Like, like. But aren't we something? Yeah, but then we die.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. how do we explain that phenomena? Just kind of meaninglessness? Yeah,
0: well, that's why, like, did you ever read The Golden Compass? No. Well, read The Golden Compass. That's what I believe, if I have to believe something. What is that? Uh, dust. There's this thing called dust, and we all have it in us, and then when we die, the dust goes out of us, and then... Just kind of goes up into the sky and you
1: just... It just becomes other
0: things? Yeah, like it kind of like becomes a whatever. You, you become part of the the universe or something. As you always were.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of mystical. Yeah. The idea that your consciousness dies on death. Yep. Your awareness dies on death, but you, but you might go into another thing.
0: Once I convince myself that the entire universe is a dream. Yep. Because if, um, there's, if there's no, like, this one I think like, okay this came from this this came from this and it's like but how did that get there and you keep going back right I'm like there's no way so it's all gotta be a dream <laughs> that's, that's the only explanation
1: well that's Hinduism that's the dream that, I forget who's dreaming the universe but somebody is a sleep dream one of the gods is asleep dreaming the no
0: universe. there's no one dreaming it it's just a dream <laughs> no one's dream it's just happening because <laughs> like a dream doesn't take up space you can yeah. have it but it does not take up space so right I don't know,
1: (laughs) but you're not. Is this what high is like? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. You just made me feel kind of high. Um, But you're not too worried about uh, God or any sort of identification with what happens when you die or anything. Not
0: really. Like I'm a nice boy,
1: telling (laughs) telling nice jokes. Yeah.
0: If someone is, you know, if 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 I die and someone's like, "Hey, dude, you didn't uh, read this book I wrote. You're going to hell," I'd be like. You're a you're a dick, dude. <laughs> I want to go there anyway. <laughs> but I will say this: this is a weird thing. Um, when I'm very happy with my life, yes, I become terrified of
1: death. Oh, because it's so good.
0: Yeah, because I'm like ah, uh, like like I'm just constantly afraid I'm going to get like a disease and just die because I'm like like enjoying myself. But when I'm just like having a bad month, I'm I'm fearless, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like, who cares? Yeah. That's very interesting. Once you get attached to all these things that are going your way, you don't want to lose them. Mm -hmm. You know what's been tripping me out lately is uh, I'm a big, like, be in the moment, I try to be in the moment kind of guy. And then I think about, like, when you die, you'll be in that moment. And the moment is all that exists, and we all want to postpone our death, but whenever it happens, you'll be there. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't don't understand. Even if it's later, you'll still (laughs) be there. That either makes sense or it doesn't. Like... The moment is all that exists. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always thinking, okay, I am alive and I am not dying. Mm-hmm. And then like, but when I'm dying, the only reality that will be real is the fact that I am dying. Let's say something slow that I'm <clears throat> bleeding out. I don't mean to be grotesque, yeah. but I, let's say I know I'm dying. Then that'll be the only real thing. And this moment of me telling you this will just be some sort of abstraction. So it doesn't I, really – it kind of helps me let go. It's like it doesn't matter when – you die it's going to happen so as ramdas would say just live as if you're always going to die because you are the the living dead just con- love and serve
0: conversely when someone gets shot they're like oh god oh god i don't want to die i don't want to die <laughs> like,
1: yeah i know uh but, i guess basically like but that's the only moment for that person everything else is just a memory you're just i, I just moment. want
0: to get so old that that i want it to happen <laughs> like
1: yeah i understand Because
0: like yeah. right now i can't picture ever like being like all right it's time to go but then like you meet people who are very old and like and aren't unhappy, but they're like, okay, I've done enough. I like, understand.
1: Seinfeld, I just watched yeah. Comedians and Cars drinking coffee, and he talks about that. He's like, I know when I go, I'll be like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And no. he's like, I'm kind of already that way. Yeah? Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, man. No, yeah, I'm we'll not
0: there it. yet. I got a lot of
1: CDs to listen to. <laughs> See, but that's but you'll still be in, <laughs> I don't know how to explain my trippy thought. Uh, I I get it. You'll have listened to them, but the only moment that will be real will be the moment that you're dying. Yeah. So you're already dying. Is kind of what I'm saying.
0: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: well, on a lighter note, I, I appreciate uh, not everybody wants to like needs to go into some big like philosophy. I like your yeah, philosophy.
0: I, I, I yeah. I don't have huge philosophies. Here's my thing, and this is probably why my comedy is very impersonal is I don't really have a lot of strong opinions on stuff. Like like, you know, I have like things like I'm not like I don't care if gay people get married. Like I think they should all be able to get married. But like like that's a strong opinion. But right. I don't have a strong opinion like most stand ups, how they're like, here's this thing and here's how I feel about it. Like, yeah, I just like don't I'm I'm usually just You're like detached. Yeah. I'm like Yeah, what it is what it is, dude. That sounds so, kind of And that and that's why like like, I don't even know how to write comedy from, like, a personal place because, like, I guess I don't... This will probably sound terrible, but I guess I don't care enough about anything to, like... Wow. <laughs> that sounds sad. No, that sounds sad. It's Remember our sad. Fuck
1: Vanilla monologue?
0: Yes. Where I was just
1: like, <laughs> it's funny to have an opinion? Yeah. You, I, you helped with that.
0: Yeah, I did. And it was funny. That was actually, like, I had fun working on that because I'm like, oh,
1: I am the opposite of this. Like, I'm just uh, like...
0: Yeah, vanilla's cool, but whatever you feel like chocolate, that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's why guys like you and I love Joe DeRosa. Yeah. Because he's always like, ah, oh, my car's too big, I gotta return it. Which he recently yeah. did, because his car was too
0: Sometimes big. Sometimes I wonder if Joe got all of the opinions I would have had, so there weren't any
1: left yeah. for me. Yeah, and now you're so. just, uh, you know, you're empty of opinions, like a glass mansion. Yeah, and it's not a bit like, I like things and I dislike things. Right. But like... But you don't hold on, you're fragile, you're like a, a glass... Almost (laughs) Glass Joe from Punch Out What? The first guy in Punch Out was named Glass Joe because it was very easy I don't remember it And the last guy was named Mike Tyson and it would have been better if he were a Glass Matthew
0: You know what's interesting? I feel very tired all of a sudden but I didn't feel tired until you told me we've been talking for 90 minutes Isn't that interesting? Yeah and I was like oh I should be tired Right Weird right? That is weird And that's what I believe
1: I live Maybe
0: it's not weird I don't know I don't care (laughs)
1: Tell me I bet you'll know this one Tell me the hardest time You've laughed
0: Hardest time I've laughed Oh Actually probably This is probably The most Resonating time Was uh, When me and my family Watched the nutty professor And the fart scene happened (laughs) I think we've gotten That answer before Really? Yeah (laughs) That was like That was when I was like Oh yeah This is my family (laughs) Like (laughs) Like it it's was a jazzy just group, four people losing their minds completely. Like, we had to pause it multiple times and like, and like, leave the room and like, regroup and come back and finish the scene.
1: And you know, bad editing, bad acting, whatever it could have been the stupidest, worst scene ever. Yeah, and it was so funny. Yeah, that's great. Anything like in your like any falls? (laughs) I mean, you already you already told a great one with the guy (laughs) and the lightning flash. I mean, that is a great answer. Um,
0: I'll be honest; I laughed pretty hard when I finished making that mashup. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was
0: literally just playing it for myself over and over again.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another? We'll end with another one that you didn't play. All right. And then and then say, when it's done, say, keep it crispy, and that'll be the show. You were awesome, man. All You're right. so hey, funny. thanks for having me. This is you real fun. You were such a great writer on the show, such a great comedian.
0: Um, I feel like I had a list of things in my head that I was like, oh, I should talk about those, but we didn't even get to those.
1: Uh we can always do another one.
0: See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I'm trying to which one is good? I mean they're all good. <laughs> but I guess I'll do the classic Stones. You like the Rolling Stones? I yeah, you Steve? like
1: the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> The disappointment that you don't get to hear that great (laughs) song. It's so funny. Well, thanks. Hit it with the Keep It Crispy.
0: uh, Keep It Crispy.
1: (laughs) My wife. That was awesome, man. (laughs) So crispy. So crispy. My ice